Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Cut the Shit, a podcast series that aims to take a closer look at the impact of the IT industry, both the good and the bad. Cut the Shit is brought to you by Plow Networks, a managed IT services company based just outside Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Brian Link, EVP of Products and Services here at Plow, and I'll be your host for this series. I'll ask questions, and with the help of our guests, try to dig deep on some of the key challenges we all face dealing with IT. So with that, let's cut the shit and get started. Welcome back, everybody. No, I'm not hosting the show again. I'm just recording the intro. This week, Brian is back, and he's joined by Cameron Plato and Brian Law in another After Hours episode. It's been a while since the last After Hour episode, so if you're new here, After Hours is when... Brian, Cameron, and Brian kick back after office hours, have a cold drink, and have a little fun behind the mic. This week, they will be reading some of Reddit's most asked questions about careers in IT. From advice revolving around getting started in IT fresh out of college or high school, to people well into their business career looking for a change of pace. And it wouldn't be a cut the shit episode without a few laughs, so don't worry. Brian has you covered this week with some awesome dad jokes that he found on Programmer Dad Jokes subreddit. We hope you enjoy another episode of Cut the Shit. Well, guys, here we are again on Cut the Shit After Hours. Uh, it's been, I don't know, it's been a couple months, I think, at least, uh, since we got together, the three of us. We've got um, semi-cold whiskey to drink. Um, the, the ice was a little low here in the office today, but you know, you can't get everything. You, you got to take what you got to take what you, you know, good with the bad. So no complaints. We do have our, uh, we're on brand message here. You can see we've got our cut the shit glasses. I was just noticing these um, are pretty nice. Which if anybody's ever, who's listening, if anybody's ever lucky enough to be a, a guest on cut the shit, you'll get some cut the shit Maybe glasses. what you get if you, Cheers. you know, I mean, it depends. It's. It's it's you can't be discretion. A, yeah, I a mean, horrible if guest. If you're a bad guest, you might get yeah, nothing. Right, but you might not get shit. So far, for those of you who have been a guest and not gotten shit, now, now you, know, you know why. You know if you were good <laughs> exactly. or not. Uh, exactly, you sucked. But um, our uh, our crack producer Emily and I were talking about ideas for this, and I had zero. Um, and so I had start. to lean on her. Oh, Thank boy. goodness I had her um, to to think about. And she had a really good idea, which I think is kind of interesting. Particularly given the world that she had a good idea. No, no, that she had an idea that was interesting. Uh, uh, not that she she has lots of ideas. They're not all interesting, um, but this one was. No, um, it was interesting in the concept. Uh, my mic seems to be moving, so I'm going to probably have to keep moving that. That's okay. If you um, stop touching it, it'll start to go down. Whoa, whoa, now. Whoa, <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> You're going to need to cut it's that out. It's after hours. You're going to have so. to cut that out. <laughs> Twist that yeah, knob. <laughs> Twist that knob. Yes, a little. they are drinking. There you go. Nice. Not on a hold. All right. So, her idea was, since we work in technology, as you guys know, Reddit is incredibly popular mm-hmm. with the technology space. In fact, that's how it got started. Right. Start off mostly as a discussion board for technology nerds, people in our world. Um, and while it has branched out, it is ginormous now. It's huge. It's still in many ways the heart of the service. And so Emily's idea was, why don't we look on Reddit, look on some subreddit threads, see if we can find any interesting questions or lines of conversation, and we'll put those to you guys and get your reaction to them. So, you certainly have to be careful scrolling Reddit. Well, this is, this is a, 
I mean, it's cut to shit, so it's not completely clean. But for the most part, okay. this is G-rated Reddit. It's That's not. Good. I mean, you you can go down a rabbit hole on Reddit. One, one for can sure. find anything they're looking for. On I mean, it, it's you yeah. know, it's the predecessor. You literally could find a rabbit hole on uh, Reddit. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, its predecessor, right, are the old Usenet mm-hmm. groups. So also a I mean, very clean and regulated forum. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's the for internet sure in its ideas. truest yes. form. <laughs> it's free for all to use. So what we, you know, she did some research. I did some research. We were sort of digging to see what we could find. And what we came up with is a little bit of a mishmash. There's a lot of conversation about stuff that, while well, might be fun to talk about, isn't really <laughs> applicable. Yeah, Apparently so people much. on Reddit are obsessed with Elon Musk. So there's a lot of that. There's also a shit ton of stuff about crypto which yeah. we're not going to talk about that either. Um, but there's a lot, there was a lot of conversation about kind of IT jobs, IT careers, hiring. And so I'm going to start there with some, some threads around kind of the recruiting and the hiring and career kinds of stuff and just get your reaction to them and kind of thoughts. Some of these were in the forms of questions. Some of them are not, um, but they're more, the initial ones we'll start with were people looking for advice from the Reddit community about about careers so this will be fun the first one that i thought was breaking the the first one i thought was funny it had kind of a long intro but the top and i don't know if the guy wrote his own headline or not but i hope he did because it said here's the headline first it job dot 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 what have i gotten myself into (laughs) question mark so we'll let you guys start there and maybe you can talk a little bit about that either from your own experience or um people you've seen who've gotten into the field first off and had that same feeling you know, I would say the majority of people's first IT job, I would assume, well, I think, it can, what do you consider in scope of IT? I don't well, consider he like... He was doing, he was configuring computers okay. in, a, in a, like, educational setting. I got so, you. I was going to say, usually 20 years old sort of service desk yes, type. And low, I mean, you know, entry-level tech job. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I, I think the industry has a good... Uh, does a good job of showing its underbelly real quick to people in those types of roles. Like if it's like if there's ten things that happen, nine of them suck. You get all nine of them right there out of the gate. Like you get you get annoyed people. You get tight timelines. You get half cocked ideas. You get probably a manager who's just left the position you were in. So if you have poor documentation, then you have no help to figure out how to solve a problem and and, and an expectation that it still has to get done and you need to do it with a smile on your face. So if you take all of the worst sort of circumstances, I feel like that's the bottom of the totem pole. I bumped your mic. Sorry, but bottom of the totem pole, like welcome to the industry. Everything's going to suck. So I could see why somebody might think that for a moment. Like, yeah. like what have I got myself into? into? Will you get yourself into the worst job ever inside a confusing industry? Because, you know, everything's acronyms. Everything's, you know, yeah. there's no, like, I think people ask me all the time, I'm like, well, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. I just know because I've been doing yeah. it a long time. But before I knew, I don't think I knew anything. Like, and, and somehow you figure it out. Or now you've got Google, so you can be like half expert at right. something with not knowing anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before that, though, I mean, you had to ask somebody. You had to. You had to either, if there wasn't a book around, you had to expose your ignorance. Hopefully, and you say, knew somebody. Hey, what does that mean? Yeah. Without trying to feel like a complete fool. Buffoon. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was fortunate. I worked with people who came up through the ranks as well, and they were nice enough to be like, "All right, well, come here. Let me show you." You know, and then, and then you know, don't ask them twice, but. One yeah. time you can get away with it. So I would say that's what he got himself into. I, I also kind of thought, and this was a plus side to this question, but it got me thinking about it because this kid, again, I read the background. It, it was 
he didn't he, he's not an IT he didn't go to college for IT right. he didn't really know anything he basically talked somebody into giving him this job but then I thought like that's also one of the to me that low barrier to entry while it's a negative it's also a positive right because it is anybody for the most part can can come into an entry level job in IT and if you're fairly resourceful and maybe somewhat tolerant of you know some of the crap you were just describing mm-hmm. if you you know you can move up you can you can progress and you can learn it is a, it is a job it feels a little bit like an apprenticeship regardless of your academic training that's um, a good point. and that's a, that's 100%. a that's a plus right because you know not everybody has the background experience or whatever it's not like investment banking like where it doesn't matter how much you want to be an investment banker. If you didn't go to the right school and you didn't do the right things, you you're not getting a job in investment yeah. banking. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, doctor, or you, you or might be the perfect. Right. You might be the. You might be have been the best damn investment banker of all time, but it won't make any difference. Yeah, too bad. And in IT, it's not like that. It feels very much like a, a, a roll your own to a certain mobility. degree. Yeah, and, which, and very quick too. I mean, you look at we've got. I'd say the average age of our technicians here that are. I mean, look, we've got guys making six figures that didn't get a four-year degree, that don't have any experience outside of IT that came up through the And they're young. Desk. They're not that they're old. Young. Yeah, right. And so it just, um, I think that probably is a fairly rare uh, to be someone actually pulling levers, like doing something. Right. It's a, that's rare that you would have so that. I'd see that as a plus. I mean, I, I think it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek because when I read the description that the guy wrote, he actually kind of likes his job, right. but he has no idea where to go. Like, yeah. he's like, I don't know what to, like, what about, I don't know what to do. He it was more resourceful. Of his, Maybe he needs a job. He, he might. Well, we're, we're going to get to that because okay. that's, an, that's another one of the questions. But I do so. think there is a, like, where do you go next thing, too, there. Like, when you start at that entry level, it's like, we talk about this a lot. I mean, sometimes those guys get trapped there, too. Like, yeah, you, you, you have to quit. To finding, to, yeah, quit you, to get you, another find either, either finding a mentor, to your point, yeah. quit and go somewhere else, right. which, you know, as a, as a company that hires people, we don't want that to happen, yeah. right? But we recognize that it's it's a reality in it the does. industry. It yeah. Happens, yeah, and it's so. I mean, one thing you can tell from Reddit, if you want to, if you want to wonder about the state of the industry in terms of opportunities relative to candidates, go look on Reddit for all the jobs that are posted. There are literally thousands of them. People really? looking for really? people looking for IT people. So they're hmm. yeah, it's not necessarily comforting to us, but. There are a lot of people looking. Well, it's up to us to keep them. Not a, that's that's what I think yeah. too. I just meant like it, it just goes to show you that good tech people. Everybody needs good, good tech, tech people. Yep. So, all right. Well, we've kind of beaten the dead horse on that one a bit. But I, I thought it was a funny question to kind of get us kind of get us going. Um, this question was a little bit kind of in the other direction. Um, so the, the the question was was couched as this. Someone graduating with an MIS degree but wants to work more on the business side, but for a tech company, what job role would you recommend they apply for? They're technical, but they don't necessarily want a technical job, which I think is an interesting. I would argue pay your dues, get to the bottom of the totem pole and that, figure it that out. That was yeah. what I was thinking, too, is you're probably going to have to do a technical job and learn that first and then work your way yeah. into. There's nothing more that I love. And I mean that sarcastically. And then somebody's like, well, I went to school for this. I don't know anything about it, but therefore I feel like I need to go ahead and jump rank and finish and do all this kind of stuff. But I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm like, mm, okay, yeah, no, not so much. Yeah. I'm glad your degree looks good on paper, but get to the back of the line. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you look around here, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say Plow Networks is like every other company, but I mean, this is not a place that cares much about credentials, no. right? Yeah. I mean, 
because you can you can perform, you can deliver, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if you write scripts, attitude, if you do code, like, if you if you deliver services, right? Mm-hmm. If you can do configurations, it's yeah. very tangible whether you can do the job or not, yeah. right? And, and right. so credentials really don't make any difference. So that. what this cat? What, what's he have? I had an MIS degree. I don't know what. But he doesn't I, want I don't to, even know what that means. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like a half. It sounds like a business degree where you learned to focus on MIS operations. or yeah, something. Yeah, so, you know, you learned how to. I mean, it's like applied spreadsheets to operational problems. I mean, I think probably what this person figured out is, I think I'm supposed to work in technology because of my degree, but I don't really like technology yeah. because that's not I, that that really isn't what they majored in it for. This goes back to. Look, we could get into a long discussion about education and where it's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And this is a good example. Like someone's gotten a degree and they don't even really know what yeah. it's for. But the assumption would be that it is for something. And as someone who is a political science major who now works in technology, my answer would be, dude, who gives a damn what yeah, you're It doesn't cares. matter what your yeah, major is. Right. What can you do? Can you learn anything? If you can learn something, then sell that to somebody to say, yeah. hey, look, I know a little bit about X and I can learn. So yeah. how can I help you? Rather than how can you help me? That sounds to me like somebody that needs to go work for a major corporation as a data analyst, which is also a made-up job. I think right. A lot, sorry, that, that means you're in a training program. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a corporate like, job. I'm in my up-and-coming role, trying to figure out where I fit in the world. And you know, I mean, look, if somebody comes in and has has a general understanding of accounting and finance and business operations and that kind of thing, but they've never had any real-world experience, that's all good. It gives them some perspective. Correct. On things yeah, and, it's not bad. I, yeah. I, I'm not shitting on the degree. I just yeah. meant it doesn't. It doesn't mean. The problem is yeah. schools make you think that if you do this, it means you're highly employable and like people are really going to want you. And yeah. it's like, I'm, I, based on the conversation we just had, I think we would all agree, like, not really, not here. Yeah. Not we need we need you to be right. able to deliver tangible results. Show us you can do something. And I don't think that's that's much that's much different in any other business. It's like an expensive cosmetology degree. Still, I don't want you cutting my hair. Like, don't touch. Like, and we, so. you know, we're a small company. We don't we don't have a full fledged training program where we bring in you know, 20 people a year to train and hopefully yeah. we'll keep seven of them or, you know, that kind of, that's right. a big company thing. And if you want that, that's great. But now all the credentialism and all that stuff comes into play. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't go to the right school or you don't know somebody, it's going to be a lot harder to get that's that, right. uh, to get that gig for sure. Um, maybe they're figuring that out and that's why they posted the question. Maybe. All right. So this one is, it's a little bit of the flip side of what we just talked about, but here's how it's couched. I'm in my first semester of finance, and honestly, I think I hate it. It doesn't feel like a good fit for me anymore. Most people in my family are IT inclined, and I know that doesn't mean anything for me, but I've always been tech savvy, and IT interests me. Is it worth getting my master's in it if I don't have experience? Or am I better off attempting to get an entry-level job where I can work myself up? I'm in my 30s, and I need a change. So this is more a comment on the educational system than it is anything because where the he's at at the end to me is the much better option get an entry-level job absolutely and yeah figure, figure it out, out. figure it, it out you know i would say though when have you ever met first of all i've never met somebody with a finance background that didn't have a good acumen for business yeah. because i think they have a general understanding of like managerial accounting and things like that so yeah so the that's good that's right. good sure good basics to have under your belt although i would also argue that most people that are in finance have some sort of parallel ties to accounting and most accounting people are usually very close to it in some way shape or form they become very good at you know number processing and you know systems and tools don't always work the way they want so they get they become computer savvy Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice really right yeah so it's kind of just tools of the trade so um 
I, you know, somebody like that, I would say, stick with it, write it out. Doesn't mean you need to be an accountant, but like you're going to get a degree in something. It sounds like so, just wrap it up. And yeah, and I, I mean, get to me, world. you should never get a master's in anything yeah, yeah. until you know what you want, what you want, and that yeah. you have some idea of how you're going to get a return I from that. Agree, like yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just not worth the money at that I mean, point. The people I know that got an MBA straight out of school. They were as lost as, oh, yeah. I mean, right out of the gate. So, yeah. Our yeah. producer, Emily, is yeah. waving for, her hands. For example, yeah. here she is recording three ding-dongs talking about, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. so, but but if you, the kids that I know that went to school and then went back to school much later were far more intentional with it. For and they, sure. they had some general <laughs> sense of kind of where, whereabouts and how things work. Because, you know, words on paper don't mean much compared to experience and, you know, saying I've been a part of, you know, a fundraise or part of an exit or something like that, you learn a lot more about that action having lived through it than reading yeah. about it in case studies. So, I mean, just a different education. Definitely. I think it's, when you can get the real world experience, like, oh. you got to go get Hard knocks. It. Go, yeah. yeah, go figure it out. Okay, so this is not a career advice podcast, and we've had enough of that. So oh, we're going to sorry. Gonna, no, no, no. That was, that, I asked the question. So that was, those, were, those were good in case anybody was... Hey kids, in stay in school. <laughs> All you people in school are stupid. Um, are let's transition a little bit to more kind of hiring HR, kind of that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not HR, hiring. Let's focus yeah, on that. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was, I thought, an interesting question. It was sort of general, just said, what's the best onboarding process for a new employee? Now, that's kind of hard to answer because mm. it kind of depends. But I say we take it from our perspective. Generally, small companies suck at onboarding like that's generally not what small companies are good at Mm -hmm. i would argue we're probably not the best at it here at plow but we're not the worst either but like how do you guys think about that in terms of onboarding a new employee let's go generic like anybody that joined the company whether they came in in a marketing role or a a help desk role and then we can maybe talk some specifically about the technology side i i I would just say that i think that it depends on the department (laughs) Well, I, I just said. <laughs> let, let me throw one out and then you piggyback on that if you can. So, so I think that the the what I would say, basic communication and uh, paperwork and uh, you know what to you know what to expect next, all that sort of stuff is best handled by some sort of digital automation platform. Um, we used to use a platform here called Bamboo HR, which I'm a huge fan of. I think it does a great job of doing you know if this then workflow like you're in this department you need to fill out this paperwork you choose in 401k here's all the stuff you need to fill out here you can't do it for 90 days you know all that stuff is automated that way there is no touch and there's no difference in experience all that stuff that has to happen gets handled now that doesn't accomplish anything in terms of making them functional or uh, uh you know operationally proficient day one so i'd say from the hr standpoint paperwork wise Invest in an automation platform, populate it, get it down right, and make it automatic. Sure. You know, everything from the application process to the, you know, uh, direct deposit of your fresh paycheck. Get all that done where they don't, it's just it's just automatic. Yeah, you don't want anybody to have any wor- any concerns about that. You no, want and you to want be the, clean. You, you really want the associate or the employee to do the data entry on their own and do their own self-validation yeah, because it gets you out of the fat finger game and all yep, that kind of mess. for sure. Now, that said... Day one, I'm a big believer, a big fan of having a cohort, like an assigned buddy, if you will, and say like, hey, this is, you know, Brian, he's your buddy for the next couple of weeks. If you've got any questions, go to him first because he's in your department. He's going to know, you know, the ups and downs and where's and yep. ins and outs and that sort of stuff. That and good documentation, like good, an intranet portal, you can have it. People might not look at it, but it's always nice to be able to say, hey, 
I'll tell you about it, but go check this out too if you need some more information. So as much as you can document systems and processes and procedures and what tools do what and you know the job role being clear about that, I think all that is of critical importance. Um, I don't know that we're perfect at it. We were better at one point than we are now because we did some you know rip and replace some tools and, and that kind of thing. But um, to the extent that I think maybe you back into it and say, you know you got it right when you don't have to talk to somebody about it. And they can be like, oh, I know what is expected of me. I know how I'm going to be measured. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I know what tools I've got. I've got access to them. Yeah. Day one, not day five, not day seven. Like, you know, we've got customers where part of the onboarding process is they get their login like a week later. Obviously, we sell a solution that will take that in a matter of seconds. In case anybody has that yeah. issue. If you have their that equipment issue. A yeah. week later. Right, yeah. But I think that that kind of stuff is, demoralizing is an exaggerative term here, but, but it's, it's frustrating. It kind of shows you, hey, welcome to the party. You can't really party with us. For I mean, a week. let's face it. Uh, no one is more excited about going to work than they are on day one. Yeah, and it sets I a mean, tone. It's all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a new start, all that stuff, and then you get there and you can't do anything. Fizzle. Or you're like having to learn by looking at someone else's stuff. It feels kind of it's a yeah. little yeah. bit. Sit here and watch right. me work for a day, and, and like, it's embarrassing for you as a, as the the new employee, even though it's has nothing to do with you. It's actually not your fault at all. You just feel like you didn't do anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it sets a bad. I think having whoever the manager is, having a one-on-one like right away, mm-hmm. even if all you're talking about is what to expect, yeah. is important and getting that cadence going because it gives that new employee a connection. And they, again, assuming your culture's worth a damn, then they get a feel for it right right out of the gate. Like yeah. how, how, that, how that one-on-one is framed, what, what are the expectations around that the process? For sure. In the end of the first day, end of the first week, end of the first yeah, week, I mean, two, two weeks. Pretty like quick. Check in. How's it going? Correct. What are we doing here? Yeah, you know? and you just say, this, we're gonna, we meet, I meet with my people once a week, blah, blah, blah. Here's how we do it. Here's, even if all it is is to talk about the one-on-one, right. you know, that's fine, too. Then someone knows they've got, I got a connection with him or her. I got a partner who's helping me. I actually, hopefully, they have a machine to do some work with if they need a machine. And, you know, and you're kind of off to the races, right? The, we, um, you know, if you look at what we did here with the whole Rock Habits thing with, um, uh, what's Bailey's company's name? Uh, yeah, I was going to a little shout out to him. They did a great job. I know all their <laughs> names. I just can't remember the company name. Oh, my God. Um, we'll, we'll come back and maybe put that in the comments on the notes. But um, great Oops. guys, great implementers of Rock Habits. But that's really Petra where the, Coach. Petra Coach. Petra Coaching. Sorry about that, guys. But, um <laughs> Anyway, the people behind are phenomenal, and what they've they already teach, sent an email complaining. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. What what they teach is phenomenal, and uh, uh, I think that the one on ones that take place as part of that, and the structure and habits that are a part of that, are a big part of how our culture kind of matured here, and how people feel good about you know kind of landing and and getting it getting to work pretty quick. So, all right, so I have to interrupt because the other thing I got from Reddit is there are lots of jokes on Reddit. Lots and, of jokes. And there's a whole thread called Programmer Dad Jokes, and they are hilariously terrible. So can we rate them? I, I, well, you can feel free to because I pulled three or four out, and I'm just going to sprinkle Excellent. them in. But we're going we're gonna to start with one right now. And I figured given our uh, – since all since the three of us grew up on rap music, I figured this would be a, an important, a good one to start with. So which rapper knows the most about domains? The answer is, who is Khalifa? <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. I told you these. Wow. Hey, I didn't say they were Not good whiz. jokes. They're dad jokes. Yeah. Remember. Who is Khalifa? Okay, we can keep going. I just wanted, you know. 
spot. Maybe you could sprinkle another one in there in a minute. I'll, oh, I'm going to. I got. I got. I got. I got to set up them. So. So. Given that all three of us are dads, it seems yeah. appropriate. It so. is. So uh, we did a going black back, and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> um, we did a day in the life that I thought was really effective until we grew to a point where, like previous to plow, until we grew to a point where nobody was really owning that anymore. Um, and you, like literally the employee would come in regardless of, um, or some say irregardless. In Tennessee, our vernacular teaches us irregardless. Irregardless. Not right. I could care less. So no matter what department you came in, you spent time in each that day one, right? So you understood whether it was sales or sales operations or service delivery or customer care. And then as a cor- over the course of, I think, like a couple of months, you would actually go spend a full day which each, with each of those organizations, so you have a better understanding of like what you do that pulls levers that affects the rest of the organization. I like that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I I still think anybody in the IT services industry should spend a day in the seat of a service desk analyst. Like, totally. take it's the like, calls, deal like being with a it. server, man. Yeah, they should, everybody like, should have to be a server at some point at least, in life. At least wait once. tables, yeah, yeah. Or if you work in a if you work in a retail business, right, you should go work on the front line yeah, just so you see should. what. You know what that is, yeah. right? It's like uh, you know, tire discounters. See, I'm all about shout outs today. If you if you've never, uh, pardon me, I've screwed it up though. It's discount tire. Yeah, discount you're, you're tires. Are a, a phenomenal organization. Great plug. brand spokesman. Yes. Well, you'll just need to mute that out. But discount tires a phenomenally run organization, uh, a phenomenally well run organization. And if you want to run one of their stores or anything else, you got to start working on the floor, mountain tires, and that's the only way you can work your way up. You have to know that's what that's like. Yeah. So. I spent two months working in a store at AF. Did you really? Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. Yep. It, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah man. You know where, where the rubber hits the road. Literally. At one, I won a bunch of people were like, this guy's not messing around. That's Just cool. because I was willing I to like do it. it. Yeah. it was, Another plug. AF. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't easy to. Well, it was an easy organization. All right. Um. One more joke, because they're just so good. <laughs> what? Yeah, that first one was really good. Why do Windows programmers wear glasses? I don't know. So they can see sharp. <laughs> Brian oh, doesn't even understand that. God. That's what's so good about it. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> uh, all right. Because uh, there is no C flat. So, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned too, earlier that um, there were a lot of job up openings on reddit um there was a question that someone asked on one of the subs about this has anyone had luck landing a job from this particular subreddit and this was a sysadmin jobs Hmm. subreddit there were 40 entries 30 or 40 entries now they weren't all they weren't all unique because there's some back and forth but like and it was fairly recent so the point being is the, the success people are finding jobs. People are posting jobs and finding jobs on Reddit. So, you know, we tend to think Indeed, mm, LinkedIn, yeah. whatever, you know, wherever you go to find, you know, online job postings. I didn't even that, – that thought didn't even cross my mind. Now, it's this admin, mm-hmm. so that's a fairly, you know, specific area, right? But I mean, it just gives you point. an idea of, you know, finding talent is a tricky – you know, one of the things we talk about all the time is how difficult it is. Yeah. And I use the word talent loosely because we don't even necessarily, I mean, part of the problem is we don't even really know how to say 
what's talent until somebody comes to work for you. And after the fact, you can say he or she is talented, but knowing prospectively that is very, very difficult, right? The only way you really know if anybody's any good is until they, is, is, is when they work for you, which is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. But I just found that interesting. I was curious what y'all, I mean, did that? Well, I mean, you're in their domain, right? You're in their area of expertise or, you know, it's a, it's a forum or a resource that they, they use. So you're kind of going straight to the, yeah, and it's fishing where the fish are, right? right. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. a lot of ways. It's wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah, I didn't think of it either. I just, I just thought it was interesting more than, well, than anything else. Well, now we've thought of it, and all y'all listeners can think of it too. Yeah. So if you're looking Surprise. for a sysadmin, apparently the sysadmin jobs subreddit, good place to look. Uh, they go on vacation, they get sick, and managed service providers don't. So just know your sysadmin right. roles could be handled through a service contract through Plow Networks. All right, another joke. This one's for Brian. What does IAM stand for? Identity, identity, access management. No. Hopefully someone can help me because I am not sure. <laughs> wow. I thought I was good. Though. Yeah, Sorry, you man. did good. Like, you you know did what? very, I was impressed. He was so excited. He's I like, was I, got one. I know this one. Yeah. I know this one. Yes. That um, is so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. I uh, am not sure. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, different threads on Reddit about remote work. Um, yeah, that's obviously a, that's it's a highly contested topic. These big days. topic. There was, I mean, working from home. There was a bunch of stuff on there. I mean, apparently, Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. said something derogatory about yeah. working from home, even though and the people jumped all over him because they were saying he's a hypocrite because he doesn't he doesn't work he doesn't go to the office. office. Every day, yeah, his argument I think would probably be I'm not talking about the work I yeah. do. I'm talking yeah. about the generic office work, whatever. I don't want to get into that. I don't, I don't even really care. It was more that that's a, I mean, I think we all know remote work and working from home is a huge topic right now, but there was a link to an article on here that I thought was interesting. And it, the, the article was in fortune and it was about towns that are paying people bonuses to move there mm-hmm. as a remote worker. <clears throat> yeah. I've um, seen that. Yeah. yeah. And so these were, I mean, and they weren't, you know, I thought, are these cities that like no one, you know, right. they're basically nuclear waste sites, you know, like Springfield, Missouri. Right. It's like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what we were talking wow. about. <clears throat> yeah. uh, Springfield, Missouri. Okay with cancer? No, I was Move thinking Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. I was thinking of the Simpsons. What's, what's, what town? Ta- it's Springfield. Was born in Springfield, Missouri. I, I didn't mean Missouri. I was thinking Springfield. Springfield, Missouri is trash. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Springfield, Illinois, though. Springfield, Illinois. Okay, well, wherever. That's where, Simpsons. Yeah, because yeah. they work, you know, Homer works at the, at the nuclear plant, you know. Smithers, um, but the towns, um, the towns in this list are actually not. They're. I remember seeing one. And I, I thought, mean, like you're talking Iowa about. Or something, or something. There's a couple in West Virginia, like Morgantown, Morgantown and Lewisburg. Yeah, yeah, Morgantown's a big college town, yeah. right? Right. Greater Rochester, New York. Like Rochester used to be a huge that corporate place, town. Sucks, now man. I wouldn't want to live in Rochester. It's freezing there, but like cold. Um, Noblesville, Indiana. That's a suburb of Indianapolis. Yeah, that's not right? a bad place. Montpelier, Vermont. That's a beautiful little it's the town. Capital of Vermont, yeah. also. You know, these Is are it? the yeah. You know, these are the, now there are a couple of these. Mattoon, Illinois. Never heard of that not one. So sure. Harmony, Minnesota. I'm thinking the name is a, mm, a bit of yeah. a joke, but but maybe not. Uh, Newton, Iowa. Sounds like a place where half the guys we played baseball yeah, with too. came from. You know, it's the washing machine capital of the world. There you go. Um, anyway, I, I just mentioned that, and and you you might think, oh, they're paying incentives. We're talking fifteen hundred, but 10, ten to right? ten to fifteen grand for some of these. Yeah. Uh, so th- you know they're taking a play. You know, there's countries 
where you can get citizenship if you invest a certain amount of money in a business right, or yeah. whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Golden it's, passport. It's kind of a play on that, right? Where they're like, hey, move <clears> to our town, buy a mortgage, you know, buy a house of over a certain amount, and we'll give you cash against that. I, I just found that interesting because yeah, we, what I, do y'all think about that? Well, look, I'm guessing that a lot, listen, we live in Nashville, and there's no shortage of drinking establishments and, you know, party huts. If you drive through Nashville Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., the number of people under the age of 40 working from home at these establishments is really high. I mean, there's a lot of people that are putting in time actually not really working. So, I mean, I'm sure that those 15K they pump into that economy goes straight into uh, social. Uh, like, oh, they to, get it right so, back. Yeah, so, show, so, let me get that out there. Social um, uh, discretionary spending. Sure. So, the, yeah, I think it's a pretty tight, quick loop. I, I don't think everybody that's working from home is working from home. Well, um, and it's interesting, you know, like, I mean, you think Nashville's a good example where you're talking about a real estate market that has undergone a lot of, you know, I mean, a rapid increase in, in, in asset prices over sure, yeah. a fairly long, I mean, we're talking, a, this is a decade plus, really since the financial crisis it's pretty much been a straight word, uh, you know, a straight upward line. Yeah. Um, and so you wonder, there's a lot of talk about people arbitraging, moving to lower cost places, that kind of thing. I don't know how much of that is actually going on. I mean, I think it, it may depend. I mean, but it's a clever incentive to, yeah, to, to I'd, move I'd be, It would be way more interesting to hear someone from Montpelier, Vermont, say how many people are actually taking advantage of yeah. this, right? Is it is it two or is it 50, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, that's a big difference. It'd be cool you know? to see some numbers on that. I and so I guess clever. we'll see. But, I mean, it's a, it's just an interesting idea because one of the things that I've talked to our guys about in terms of recruiting, it's hard to recruit people anywhere, Here. particularly in Nashville, right? Yeah. We, there's, some, there's some unique pressures for IT people in Nashville that maybe don't exist everywhere. They exist in other places. I'm not well, saying the compensatory elements are demanding. Well, that's what right? I mean, so, sure. both from a cost-of-living standpoint and the fact that there are large there are some large – players in the space here who are, you know, potentially driving up yeah, costs. Saturating the yeah. numbers. But I don't, I mean, recruiting remotely, I mean, outside of getting on the subreddit thread to recruit a sysadmin, like, isn't it's, the easiest thing in the world. That's no, tough. You know, and I don't know, we're, we're doing meetings online, we're doing stuff remotely. Well, look, we've hiring people remotely is not something most of us have done, yeah. right? We, we haven't been that comfortable with it. Yeah, we you know we've hired we hired people during COVID that we never met in person. And Alex, is one yeah, of them. as Alex, a great example. Yep. You know, he lives in and Arkansas he's, and he's doing fantastic. Yeah, like and it's a great we, hire. You would never know he was not part of this team. Nope. You know, there's no difference in where he's at versus being here physically. And so I mean, locally, is <clears> a part of this. Correct, team. correct. Yeah. yeah, but he is he's very much a part of the team. You would never know that he wasn't physically here. Yeah. So, um, you know, that uh, I think that's just proof positive. There are some jobs that I think that and. and Go back to the daily huddles, check-ins, that kind of thing. They keep him yeah. very much as in tune with it. And, and I think some of it, you know, we have to we have to be honest with ourselves. Some of it is our we're used to doing things face to face, and right. I say we we're of a similar age cohort, mm-hmm. right? It, that once you get used to doing something a certain way, it's uncomfortable to do it a different way. Right. Even yeah. though you can, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm perfectly fine saying the face to face hiring I've done over the years. It's not like I batted a thousand. Right. No, yeah. I've hired plenty of people where we right. did all the face-to-face shit, and they were a big fat fail. Yeah, right. And so it's not like I agree. It's not like that process always worked, and so the remote, you know, this isn't a data-driven thing as much as it is, I think, a feel. feel. I meant more identifying candidates, like 
Because you find them to begin with. Correct. Yeah. Because you use like networks and other things, yeah. you know, and those tend to be still geographic. That's they're not completely very, geographic, but they're not very true though. They're a um, lot. They're, they're highly geographic because those are your social networks yeah. very often. Well, if you've got good check-ins, you've got good onboarding. Back to that, I mean, you know, you can do it successfully. You you can make some. You can make a remote hire. Now finding them, yeah, I agree. That's tough. All right, Here, got, got another the, one. I got the last joke because it's, it's, it's so up. good. It's so good that it's it's. I love it's how so, you get so tickled. Yeah, I, I, say, I mean, I say what's really so funny? This is what this is what makes jokes. me. I mean, I'm getting a great. You I'm, can't I'm see really it, enjoying this. It so. was funny to him before he even got it out. He started reading as, it and laughed. As my family would tell you, I laugh more at my own jokes than anybody else does. You just did there. That was good. Not a. It's not not out of out of character at all. Why did the French art dealer change careers to become an AWS reseller? God only knows. To make all that Claude Monet. God, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's so stupid. In fact, you found that, that and even earmarked it to share. Oh, it's so and funny. And laughed at it before oh, you could get it out of so his mouth. It's so terribly awesome. That, that's like the, one of the greatest dad jokes of all time. For like those that don't know, you don't make any money selling AWS. No. So it's, no. Yeah. On the service. Claude Monet. Claude, yeah. All that Claude Monet. On that note, Not I, think, Monet. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up, boys. Perfect. I appreciate you uh, indulging us in our, uh, our Reddit discussion and these terrible jokes terrible, that I found. Terrible jokes. Thank that you. Is the, it's um, dad programmer jokes or something like that. So yeah, more, they're literally looking it up. There's a, now the, half of them. To be honest, I couldn't understand half of them because they were making jokes using code references, yeah. and I didn't even get them. That means so, I wouldn't have gotten any of them. Yeah, so you, well, you you got those. I mean, yeah. I found the ones that I made am. sense for what you. Dan Aykroyd that did, like, plumber jokes. Like, they were like, only you'd only get them if you were a plumber. Like, it's that <laughs> That's kind of, kind of what these yeah. are. So if you're interested and you're listening and this is this is your thing, then knock yourself out. It's there for everybody to yeah, take Drop a us a line. Let yeah. us know your favorite yeah. Uh, yeah, dad your, programmer your, jokes. Yeah, your dad programmer. Just dad IT jokes just in general. Just really bad dad jokes. Yeah, it's dad cool jokes too. are they're hard to beat. We just like jokes. Dad jokes are really just, we like to laugh. Just the jokes in general. It's just a joke that a dad jokes. That's so good. All right, guys. Everybody have a good day. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you would become a subscriber wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would really help us out. Or you can just go old school and tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, and hell, anybody else who you think might want to hear something like this to listen in. If you're on social media, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at cuttheshit underscore pod. We are also on TikTok at cut the shit pod, all one word, where we post lots of clips from the podcast. And last but not least, you can also watch the YouTube version of the show on our YouTube channel at Plow Networks. Until next time, take care and have a great day.